0: Welcome, everyone, as Fantastic Geek Talks Star Trek. My name is Matt, and joining me, as always, is Pete. Hailing frequencies are open, Pete.
1: Hello, Matt. Hello, everyone. Here today talking
0: about Star Trek at New York Comic-Con. Indeed, Pete. However, before we dive on into that, sometimes, Pete, the pod gods or whatever's are with us because today, Monday, October 11th, the day after new york comic-con has concluded and the day that we had planned to, to take a bit of a a weekend rest and then talk about this comic-con stuff literally about five hours ago uh my captain pike and yours anson mount gets on the old instagram uh and announces that star trek strange new worlds has finished as he said filming season one which is true technically finished the filming of pickups which is part of season one it's not quite the you know on thus the end of the season in terms of the way one would normally think of it but the last bit of filming officially done on as he said now they're gonna start to give all that footage to the post-production team again you know probably stuff was handed over as soon as it was shot back in february the earliest footage but i get you captain um and he said that we can look forward to footage next year so still a little <laughs> vague on the date pete Uh, Like you always say, no wine before it's time. But uh, Stranger World Season 1 officially in the can. And by the way, Pete, since he's calling it Season 1, does that mean we can look forward to Season 2?
1: I see no reason why it would not get renewed. But I'm sure if I can use my neutral zone chip right now, uh, people will say it'll never see the light of day. (laughs) Um, Interesting in that they were one of the... Trek shows, actually more Trek shows than not getting a, a piece of New York Comic-Con real estate this weekend and a, a couple observations ordinarily. And when I say ordinary, that, you know, kind of loses its meaning anymore, given that this was the first New York Comic-Con, nay, a Comic-Con of this size during the pandemic era, San Diego has been virtual for two years we though double vaccinated chose not to attend New York comic-con really our con if you will uh that's c-o-n not k-h-a-n um so that they split the star trek proceedings ordinarily there'd be a star trek universe panel we've seen this with discovery has been there Every single year. In fact, Discovery goes back to the one and only uh, Star Trek celebration they did uh, at the Javits Center. Uh, what was that? September uh,
0: 2016, Matt? Somewhere in there. Um yeah. a- and I know what you meant when you said Star Trek celebration, uh Star Wars celebration, also put on by Reed Pop. That was called Mission New York or Mission, mission Star Trek.
1: So, sorry, yeah, yeah. Because there's going to be a Mission
0: well. Star Trek that's going to return by way of Reed Pop, which has snatched the official Star Trek convention yes. crown away from uh, those, I don't know, Tellarites that are Creation Con. <laughs> um, I think
1: they're. I think they're Ferengi. I think we can be <laughs> we can be more cutting with that. The the double gold press latinum seats here. You need to vacate those, Matt. Um, so they they split the proceeding across two days, whereas we've had Discovery and then they've done Picard and uh, they threw us the uh, not the lower decks, but also the short tracks. Uh, in there, what when there were that many shows. Um, and now, of course, between Lower Decks airing now, uh, we've got Picard coming in February, we've got Strange New Worlds on the way, um, and Prodigy being the other one that it screened its two uh, episodes. It was not just the pilot, it was the first two that they screened uh yesterday the final day of new york comic-con um so there's that so it's kind of surprising that strange new worlds made a little news today i mean should we expect some picard tomorrow
0: i don't know and look we've we don't need to rehash the fact that uh prior to discovery season one uh we had uh, direct overt threats from then cbs all access pr Um, you know, because here we are the little, here we are the little little USS Defiant that can't do too much to, to ding mighty Star Trek, but still, I don't know, we were some annoyance to them. That said, Pete, I don't know what the right answers are anymore with PR. I mean, focus on the next two Star Trek shows coming out, uh, would be my message if they hired me. Um, and they did that at Comic-Con, um, with Discovery that comes out in, not that anyone's counting pete but five weeks and four days from today um and then to have a bit more um i'll say oomph to the prodigy panel by way of we're going to show either the 230 minute episodes or is it one 60 minute episode i think that's that's a little unclear i guess we'll find out uh at the end of this month when uh, when the show starts on paramount plus but fine focus on that i mean what what i guess is kind of weird is with discovery running all the way to um if it is a 13 episode season running all the way to uh february 10th then followed by a 10 episode run of picard frankly that then what's the next logical star trek pr cycle that would be uh first contact day and um you know waiting until April to announce Strange New Worlds. I mean, that probably makes sense, whether it's First Contact Day, Strange New Worlds is in three weeks, or First Contact Day it's going to be in the summer or the fall even. Um, I guess it's weird to be that kind of far out with PR and also to know that there is First Contact Day and there is Star Trek Day. So if you're going to... San Diego Comic-Con, whether it's on the board or not, knowing that you can hit First Contact Day let's say San Diego comic-con let's hope for its you know return uh next year um Star Trek Day and New York Comic-Con that basically covers all your bases in terms of getting people excited for something in the next you know uh one to six months so maybe Picard news tomorrow or maybe Picard news I don't know in January
1: I mean they are filming season three now so Who knows, Matt, but to Discovery, the first of the two panels, the Saturday panel, and the way we're going to present these is that and don't get us wrong. Read Pop does a tremendous job with these uh, with these shows, with these conventions. Um, But whoever was running the live stream doesn't quite understand what the people at home can see and what they can't see
0: uh why don't you explain that more pete well was was the camera person filming the ceiling the floor
1: (laughs) uh they cut away when they showed the trailer for season four the second trailer that was simultaneously put up to uh, uh social media now might that have been the nature of, well, this is your news to break Exhibitor and we'll allow you to do that. We're not going to, we're going to do right by you and, and not uh, tape it through our camera and blast it out there. We don't want people seeing an inferior copy of it. Okay. Um, but as sometimes is the the canned gag when they do this, oh, that was awesome. Let's see it again. Play it again. They play it again. The stream cuts out. Um, yeah, it just was really a hurdle at the beginning of the Discovery panel. Um, the first Discovery panel, Matt, I can recall being like, mm, there was that. I mean, granted, we weren't there and we've been there for some really great ones, you know, Anson Mount was there uh, a couple of years ago um, you know that cast and, and having so many of them uh, there so much of the cast has been great but you know it, it just felt like they never recovered from that interruption in the panel at least as the live stream was concerned
0: I think too it can't it can't have helped the outing you know it's kind of a you know it's kind of a snake eating its own tail type thing so the panel is taking place in a smaller room because there was simply not the traffic to new york comic-con this year that there has been in the past which i understand the lack of traffic particularly since you and i were in agreement to not go this year um i also can understand like hey read pop a a business incorporated in this uh in this region, they have a show to put on, and New York State, New York City says it's okay to do the show if you follow these parameters, so they follow the parameters. Um I don't fault them for putting on the show at a certain point, you need to be like, well, last year, last year was what it was, you know, disastrous for the in-person entertainment uh industry. If this year you kind of have to break even or dip into your corporate savings to try and put something on so that there's a sense of continuation and so that you can go, hey, we might not have gotten 100,000 people through the door. Maybe we got, I don't know, X percent of of that. Um, Hey, hopefully all those people had a nice time and they're among the first people to buy tickets for next year and and on and on. So be it. But I just think, Pete, all of that, it's not the fault of Pop. It's not the fault of the Discovery people. It's not even the fault of the PR people when you look out at a much smaller stage uh, than you've ever been on as a Discovery person going to conventions. You look out at a much smaller crowd and you go, and, and you're exhausted from this marathon shoot, you know, November 2020 to August 2021, one of the first shows back in Canada. Mm-hmm um existing in production pods which you know don't get me wrong most of hollywood and when i say hollywood i mean you know the entertainment industry um has had to deal with but doing it for this super long shoot knowing that you're the backbone of this streamer and you know there's all this corporate stuff going on well above you but get the show out you know the show must go on and all of that and then fast forward to you know october 2021 you look out you look out through the curtain go oh that's a much smaller room Uh, than we used to have. And I I don't know that all the chairs are filled. What does that mean? Um, Maybe that affects the energy there too. And again, no criticism towards the participants, the organizers, the audience. It kind of just is what it is. But, you know, Pete, they are actors, they're performers. And to get no, I shouldn't say no, to get less sizzle out there, maybe that de-sizzles the product as well.
1: I, I mean, there could be something to that as well. I mean... They had canceled the New York auto show again. Um, So really we were kind of taking our cue from that. And uh, the Javits Center has been both a makeshift hospital and a testing and vaccination center. So the logistical feat of turning it around again to be a convention space and to host a convention that in the past has topped out at a quarter million people for a weekend. Um, You know, no small feat indeed. So if it's baby steps coming back, I think we can all agree that's probably the way it needs to be. I think it's win-win that this was continued to be done, uh, the majority of it available via a live stream. Okay, you got to keep the sizzle of a surprise Ghostbusters Afterlife screening for an audience off the live stream camera, but I think you could let a trailer run or how's this for an idea? Be prepared enough that the live stream simultaneously switches over to the good copy of the trailer and we're watching what they're watching, just not through the camera.
0: Well, in that trailer, a couple of things confirmed. Pete, I'll save okay the shocking one for the end. All right, in the good news column, okay, Cronenberg is back. Odette Fear is back. Tignataro. I know we knew she was coming back, but there was uh, some really honest discussion from from Tignataro as a cancer survivor and somebody who's immunosuppressed you know, what does her participation look like? And I'm glad to see whether it was her filmed on a green screen and composited in Pete, which worked just fine for the zombie movie, um, or or whatever. It's just great to see her. And if, if her schedule and her health concerns did not intersect with plans for more jet Reno than we're going to get for the season, there will be no complaint out of me. Like what we get from her, we will get Mm. from her and it's all going to be bonus. Always delivers um we 're going to see more of Tara Rosling as Tarina, the the head of Navarre um I did not see Kenneth Mitchell in the footage, although it 's been promised that he will be back yes now pete let's okay let 's talk about the thing okay that 's hurt it 's <laughs> hurt some people'm <laughs> so talking about
1: many people
0: <laughs> okay i don't like I can come out and say it Pete, I can love discovery, okay, and I cannot like the the, the the disco trek visual reboot of the Ferengi. Pete, why are they so wavy and bumpy and, and whatnot? Hashtag why not do they, my why do they look
1: Like the conceptual drawings for uh next generation old school Ferengi? Why did why do they look like that?
0: Uh what's next? You dust off um Star Trek Planet of the Titans uh designs and use that <laughs> as a backbone for your new ship? I mean
1: the The dude who was gonna play the the Vulcan in Star Trek Phase Two will come back as you know a, a Navarian.
0: All I know is Pete. When you type in new Ferengi into Google, okay, you get it, you get it top top of the of the search thing there. Uh, I, I don't like the design. I think there's a certain elegance to the smoother lobes of your quarks your roms your nogs okay i and thought this you new were guy. playing
1: a bit you really don't like the design no
0: to me it looks like uh somebody uh somebody got too fancy with their with their um you know you're play. siding with the with the haters
1: right now right uh, you know look, that's been what they've been 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 out of shape about all weekend
0: well you know what listen sometimes a stop Is this clock... the episode
1: that splits fantastic geek
0: a stopped clock is right twice a day, and <laughs> and look, and I can I can say you didn't need to improve the Ferengi; they were just fine. And you've added all these.
1: Have you seen the comparison with the original sketch?
0: Um, no, but I know the original sketch very well. Uh, I guess the ears are more that Pete. Look, not everything, not everything needs to be Kurtzminified, even though. Uh, I've lost exact count off the top of my head, but with I think with strange new worlds or the next show to come out after that, or with Prodigy or something like that, Kurtzman will have had a hand in more, he will have had a direct hand in more Star Trek shows than Gene Roddenberry did. Um And so be it. that's uh Pete I'm I, if my biggest complaint is I don't like the new chin design of the Ferengi, then. Uh, Pete, I'm just glad to live in a world where I get more Ferengis to begin with.
1: I think it looks phenomenal. I think it's both in keeping with the original, as well as pushing it forward. Um, I can't wait, and I am sending the comparison shot right now to Matt so that he can see that. Uh, the way forward is also homage.
0: I will say this, Pete, I will say this also in all seriousness, having completed a season two, season three uh, rewatch since star Trek day. um, There's nothing glaringly wrong with discovery season three. It's my least favorite of the three. So it'll be interesting. Are they going in a trajectory, which is maybe not a beloved trajectory for me, or was that a, was that a one-off or whatever? Again, not that we were just doing a bit because I stand 100% by the the, the dislike of, uh, oh, what would, the, what would the online people call them? New, new friends or whatever. <laughs> um, and you, I don't know, I don't know exactly what it would be. I'm looking at the comparison thing here. I mean, Pete, that's the same picture. I there's also
1: it. comparison shots against the Grand Nagus that are one to one, like he looks like the Nagus. So, for all we know. Uh, you know, he's, he's aged, uh, like the Grand Nagus, perhaps that is, uh, Commodore Grand Nagus right there.
0: Well, you know, Pete, I look forward to finding out, uh, in, as I said, not that anyone's counting five weeks and four days on November 18th when, uh, disco season four starts. I mean, it's, it's my most favorite Star Trek show from 1995 forward. Um, and I don't know that's a really, that's a really special place to be. So I'm, 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 looking forward. Uh, I just hope we don't hear much from, uh, Captain Frankie there.
1: To prodigy Matt the next day, which brought people out on a stage and then we'll see you in 45 minutes.
0: Yeah. It's a weird, irrespective of whether you are there or not, it's a weird choice to do that and we've seen it pete we've seen it done a number of times by the master of the convention space uh jeff Loeb. it's just weird to get everybody out there right now doesn't he what's that
1: he needs a job right now i mean they could they could have him come and he could pinch hit and do this for other people
0: um he does have a job i saw on um somebody's instagram um bj britt's instagram something like that where it was like oh back back working with him and you know it's not on a marvel property of course um but i mean nobody nobody ran a paddle be- uh, paddle, <laughs> paddle better um but it is always a weird choice to get everybody like ramping up 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 here we are seeing them in person even if i'm last row in the largest room me and you know and and the defenders we're in the same room and uh, now they're going away so we can watch an episode. That, it,
1: that came across my uh, Facebook memories, Matt. 2016. The zenith of our time at New York Comic Con. Being in the room as the cast of the Defenders was all present in public for the first time ever. And then they introduced Sigourney Weaver.
0: Yeah. Um, it was the best moment from marvel netflix which is to say it was not a filmed moment (laughs) it was something that happened at the convention and promised a great mini-series that wasn't great um but pete this prodigy episode or episodes this this near hour-long presentation first of all it's weird because you and me and i dare say all our listeners whether our listeners are getting info primarily from us or they're out there you know uh checking trek movie trek core and so forth every so often um i think everybody knew that there was prodigy the cartoon for kids that that was that that was this and to see um trailer the poster whatever it was something coming off of the new york comic-con buzz on instagram and people are like not all people don't get me wrong but it's like I guess I'll check this out. Is this for kids? It's like, yes, yes. That's why the that's why the Nickelodeon logo was all over it. I'll give them credit where credit is due. You're you're not supposed to be ambiguous over who this is for. Is this Rick and Morty fart trek? No, it's Star Trek for kids. Um, but Pete, what other buzz has come off it uh, as we start so far out there and prepare, as I believe one of the Hagemans said, prepare to slowly make our way back to the Alpha Quadrant to slowly <laughs> tease out familiar Star Trek things. The implication being, you got your Janeway at the end of the episode. Um, Don't look for Gorn in the next episode.
1: Uh, but look for other actors in not legacy roles specifically except for the last one we'll talk about
0: um true D- Pete, do you want to start at the end or you want to start at the beginning where should we uh where should we go to from from there
1: well listen i mean what can we talk first about jason alexander returning to star trek Um, uh, pete tell me more so uh he's going to be joining uh prodigy does not seem as a regular role uh but he will be playing uh a doctor i believe it is a
0: tellarite
1: doctor uh dr noom
0: um in terms of recurring cast of of famous people there's also going to be uh jamila jamil david diggs and then pete let's just say it right now okay the guy who when we went to a Star Trek convention here in New Jersey, I want to say six years ago? Time oh, is definitely
1: going... longer. Definitely longer. Definitely
0: longer? All right. Well, somebody who gave maybe the most curious convention spiel, Star Trek or otherwise, I've ever seen in that he seemed bitter towards the Star Trek experience all while talking to a Star Trek audience, and he would take it and he would take it and he would take it. Then, when the laughs turned a little unappreciative, he would just smile and say, uh, Just kidding. Uh, Pete, who am I talking about? It
1: was, it was bizarre, it was utterly bizarre. And Matt, that person, Robert Beltron, will be returning as dramatic pause Captain
0: Chakotay. Um. I guess I'm glad I to have guess a legacy.
1: I Wang isn't back yet.
0: Uh, uh, Pete, look, I I look forward to the short trek in which which is entitled "The Galaxy's Oldest Ensign," and it's I don't know how old Garrett Wang is now. <laughs> I'm going to look it up right now. Um, in which Ensign Kim, age 52, is like, okay. I just finished the shield harmonics guys. Can, <laughs> can I get maybe a promotion guys? And yeah, it, it, it'll, it'll be a delight, but um, yeah, Bobby Beltron back. Um,
1: Blink Bob. If you're being held against your will and, or you have crushing debt.
0: Well, you know, Pete, I will say this, and this is a, this is a real world discussion that we have had off mic. Um, I think that the rules of grammar change depending on the medium in which you are writing. So, in social media, I think you're allowed one or more exclamation points to give off a verbal enthusiasm. When you don't, it sounds like this. This is how th- th- this is this is the Robert Beltran uh, tweet that you sent me this morning. I'm going to read it. Um, as written and with the, in, in my view, with the implied tone, uh, for how one writes for social media, which is to say he has no exclamation point. So it's all period. So Star Trek prodigy will be a wonderful viewing experience for people of all ages as it should be period. The creativity from Kevin and Dan Hageman is off the charts period. They've assembled a terrific cast and I'm happy to be reunited with Kate and period you're going to love this show, period. Pete, I was glad to see him saying he's happy to be reunited with Kate Mulgrew, seeing as how at that convention, he talked about how all the guys from uh, from um, Voyager get together from time to time. And I think somebody said, oh, just the guys. And he was like, yes, just the guys.
1: I mean, we've seen so many cast members Throughout these different conventions. And he has to be the most disingenuous that I've witnessed. I would dare say uh, you have as well. And I was quite surprised they were bringing him back. Um, yeah. I mean, I know there are people that appreciate the character. <laughs> I know he really didn't. <laughs> um, and there i mean matt we go back to before shipping was called shipping and people that wanted uh janeway and Chicote, your your jay sears out there okay not to be confused with your uh with your torres uh paris your 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 t peers okay um But uh, some some ships are meant to pass in the night and and that one happened in alternate universes and takes and instead uh, some strange really rushed dalliance with seven of nine and then a uh, unexplained death and finale and then Robert Beltran went on to community theater for the next several decades.
0: Well, Pete, that skips over the three, four, five, six, the the seven or eight projects that he has had between Voyager and Prodigy, uh, including Judge Ojeda in an episode of CSI Miami, um, and playing Father Armando Aviar in an episode of Medium. Um, but yeah, Listen, his
1: I go back to Robert Beltran in Night of the Common. Okay, that's how far back we go. All right, and if you've not seen. That, then you know, pause this podcast, go check that out, and then you can come back. All right. Uh, so he was not new to me when I <laughs> saw uh, Star Trek Voyager in 1995. Okay, and I, I gained an appreciation for the, uh, the the character through the actor. But but um, when I saw this guy live, Matt, thank goodness they had moved us out of the the double-double-dabo seats that we could see him a little better from and, and back to, you know, what effectively were nosebleed seats in a flat ballroom.
0: All I know is this about Robert Beltran. First of all, a role is a role is a role. And I think that all the Star Trek people, let alone anybody who can make a really, really good living on the convention circuit. And I want to remind you, Pete, something that I'm, I'm sure you and I have discussed before. and something that probably has made its way in the podcast uh, as well. I remember a number of years ago, uh, the actress who played Callie on Firefly uh, had an interview with The Hollywood Reporter and they are talking about kind of convention life. and She referenced making, again, she of somebody, you know, we, we all like Firefly. Okay, what was it? Thirteen episodes, the one season, the one movie. Okay, like just as reference for how how, how bright Firefly was in, in in success. How ten years after the show was canceled, she was making forty thousand dollars a weekend to go to conventions and you know to do the signature, to do the panel, to do the photo, the whole nine yards. Awesome, awesome. You know, forty thousand uh, dollars is a lot of money in the real America, let alone. Hey, this is like my weekend gig as I, you know, at the time it was like, especially attractive to her because she was, uh, she was pregnant. So getting acting jobs was a little bit difficult in terms of, you know, the the whole pregnancy and appearing on camera and all that. My point is this, Pete, for $40,000 for a weekend role, can you put together Robert Beltran? Can you put together a one man show called Bobby B loves Star (laughs) Trek? Because that's what it is. You know, for 40 grand, you go out there and go. Let me tell you, I'll never forget when there was that little, there was that little boy, okay? He was from Mexico, and he said to me, Chakotay, you are me, and I am you, on Star Trek. And, you know, tear wipe. Like, because these are all true Star Trek stories. That's the other thing, too. Unlike, with all due respect to Firefly, I don't think that there's millions of people who are like, I, too, can be a female engineer, uh, female mechanic, and so forth, like Callie and Firefly. I'm sure there's some people out there that have, but Star Trek is the one that actually has changed this for people. So could Robert Beltran take the victory lap and go, I was a, you know, I, 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 as a Mexican American actor playing a native person in Star Trek in millions of homes for seven years, that is reward enough along with the money that they paid me and so on and so forth. Instead it's stories of where it's thinly veiled that I was the number two person. Then uh, seven of nine came along and I got booted to number three. Then the doctor was more beloved. So I got booted to number four. Then there was the Balana Tom uh, stuff. So I got booted to, uh Oh, near the bottom. I don't want to tell you, Bob, I don't know what to tell you.
1: Well, his character is going to be a captain on this uh, digitally animated cartoon for kids. So I'm sure that'll really resonate.
0: <laughs> um, Pete of that prodigy panel as we bring it back squarely to new york comic-con here um i enjoyed the energy of it it was great to see dawn lewis she the voice i know she's not yes. just a voice actress but the voice actress behind uh captain freeman on lower decks
1: that uh, she... was an inspired uh panel pick that you promote one cross it over uh to you know uh be able to run this panel
0: yeah um and you know it, it it was certainly well run um indeed it was a fun you know so, some of the questions uh were fun I, I could have done a little bit less with d bradley baker doing this is alien noise <laughs> but i also get okay he's a voice actor uh, well to known. see it
1: happen i'm with mulgrew on this like how do you do that and you know how long did it take you to come up with that like he's he's so talented to watch him do that live it's like watching the the family guy performers do the voices
0: um yeah i would agree i think it was a little when when he did it the third time that's when it was a little little too much for me but that's like saying do i want to watch three bob rosses in a row not really because the first one was so great um but yeah, it was it, it, it was it was definitely a solid um, a solid presentation there. And uh, Pete, I look forward to seeing the Prodigy season two panel in person this time next year.
1: The promotion for this show is gone as expected, particularly when you're bringing back, Uh, Janeway. Um, but I I think there's a lot of people who are legitimately excited for the show and I'm, I'm excited for them. We're going to be there to watch it. We are not at this point podcasting it week to week. So please, uh, you know, understand that's where we're at. Uh, but we will be talking about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, we definitely will. I, I continue to say, you know, and look, we have our, our chiding fun with, you know, the Star Trek element, the hate Star Trek, genuinely pete i think there's going to be people who see the pilot and go "Uh, i don't get it it's like it's for kids it's gonna be like guys it said nickelodeon up front it said rated you know tv seven or whatever some nice low thing is it said you know rated tv seven for you know for uh gross out humor or something like that because oh man there's gonna be the one scene where you know uh doll uh throws up slime or whatever like it's okay to be star Trek for kids. If it's not, if this is not the star Trek for you, look forward to Picard where we're going to reflect on what it's like to die and come back again. Like, you know, and so on and so forth. Like it's all going to be okay. It really will be Pete, just like it's going to be okay to see the return of Billy Campbell as the outrageous Okana also in prodigy at some point and not just animated, animated and with a voice.
1: I was that uh, announced as well.
0: That, that absolutely. That was now. That was announced a little, a little while, uh, a little while back, back last winter. Um, that I had not seen. So well, you know, Pete, I had misremembered which animated show he was going to be in, and when Okana showed up in uh, Lower Decks a couple weeks ago, but then didn't speak. I was like, wait, I thought, I thought. So you know, Pete, we, we're going to get an update there on the on the outrageous Okana as well, because everybody's favorite of tng was season two the one where there was a writer's strike
1: (laughs) said no one
0: ever uh but pete never striking on us or those who support us on patreon.com fantastic geek totally spontaneous seamless transition take it away
1: striking with us helping us strike out and bring you what we do Get yourself over to patreon.com slash fantastic geek. You place the value on the podcast it takes just a dollar a month to get you behind that door for all sorts of exclusives. Can't contribute this month. Get yourself over to Apple podcasts. Leave us a rating on any of our 23 podcast feeds. Leave us a review uh, helps us immeasurably.
0: Let's definitely keep the Star Trek discussion going ahead of the gulp season finale for lower decks uh in just a couple of days uh and of course prodigy right around the corner. Pete, how can people be in touch with you on Twitter?
1: You find me on Twitter at peter p i e t e r j k t l r k e t e l a a r 12093
0: followers can't be wrong. And while I'm personally on Twitter is looking back lost, do be in touch with the podcast comment on fantasticgeek.com, check us out on Twitter instagram gmail where we are fantastic geek as well believe you there's more facebook.com slash fantastic
1: geek with a ph all one word like it today
0: so as mentioned we'll talk more star trek with lower decks on that feed this upcoming weekend all of it always on the pop culture podcast feed um also going to be talking prodigy at least that first offering towards the end of this month with that pete i will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word
1: Let's fly.